0: everyone, you're listening to The Raw's Project. My name is Ivan Temelkov and I'm your host. On this podcast, we discuss entrepreneurship, personal development, family, tech, and marketing. Why should you listen to this podcast? This podcast is for those of you who are looking for life-changing advice and ways to thrive digitally with your business. As always, all content is 100% real, raw and unfiltered. So today I actually have two guests on the podcast, and I'm really excited to jump into this. But before I introduce my guests, I want to introduce Dan Walshman, who is uh, with Edgy Conversations, or I'm sorry, he wrote a book called Edgy Conversations. Uh, Most days you'll find Dan heads down, uh, working on breakthrough strategies for his clients at edgy inc a highly focused invite only business strategy execution company based out of silicon valley and i also have jill stelfox hopefully i didn't mispronounce that who let's just say that she has raised over 50 million in return over a billion dollars to investors and also responsible behind the next gen platform For the NFL Wow Dan and Jill welcome to the show yeah thanks for having us you know (laughs) this is this is amazing so like this is a monumental thing for this podcast because as I said there's never been in six years multiple guests more than two I should say so this is I'm very excited about this because you know both of you have done some amazing things and I only shared you know tidbits of your story. So, you know, uh, uh, Dan, let's go ahead and kick things off with you. Let's spend a couple of minutes just, you know, telling the audience a little bit about your story and like, how did you get to like what you're doing? I know Silicon Valley and all this cool stuff. You know, tell us a little bit about like your background. Were you always entrepreneurial?
1: Uh, I, no, I never thought of myself as an entrepreneurial. And then uh, I think now probably I, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think I'm entrepreneurial now. I think of myself <laughs> as like, um, as like taking big risks. I, I'm going to describe all the things that make up what other people call entrepreneurial, but mm-hmm. I guess, it, you know, I, I've never thought of myself as that category. I just took big risks. I worked my ass off. Yeah. By the way, Jill and I are, are co-CEOs of Edgy. So that's why we're both together here. Sure. We should probably mention that. Um, So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think I kind of learned uh, a little bit about resilience and hard work just from kind of, you know, mowing lawns at an early age and kind of hustling uh, through, through college as a sales manager at Sears of all places. (laughs) Uh, I was, I'm not responsible for them going out of business. Yeah. Had they listened to me, they'd be like the next Walmart crushing it. Instead, they, you know, did some crazy stuff. But yeah, uh, and and I, I, I think, everything that I've gone through has put me on a journey to be where I'm at right now. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah. super exciting.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, well Jill, you know, I, I want you to tell us in a couple of minutes, you know, a little bit about your background, your story. I know when you emailed me your bio, I'm like, Holy shit. Like this is an entire book in itself. So <laughs> let, let's get the, let's get the CliffsNotes version of your story if you don't mind. Yeah. So
2: funny thing, by the way, I uh, grew up in a family of all girls. And uh, I was the boy of the group, if you will, and played sports my whole life and was really competitive. Mm
0: -hmm. And I had
2: this great dad who told me, you can do anything you want to do, but he did want me to get a license. And so, like, go to college to get a license to do something. And so, I got a CPA license and, believe it or not, became an accountant, which, if you ever walk in a room and you get that feeling like these are not my people, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of
2: the feeling I got is that I wasn't meant to do accounting. And so I started doing entrepreneurial things. And, you know, by the time I was 28, I was the CFO of a $250 million company. And by the time I was 30, I was the CEO of my first company. And I had this like personal goal. To uh, beat Dan and others to uh, a million dollars on my W-2. That was like my thing. Like I will have made it if I have a W-2 that has a million dollars on it. And so that became my driving force to do all the things I was doing.
0: Amazing. Amazing. You know, it's so I'm a big fan of stories. I always ask people like, you know, especially people that that come on this podcast about, you know, what's your background? Like, were you always entrepreneurial? Like, did you ever, you know, Dan was talking about mowing lawns and, you know, I'm an Eastern European, you know, my family immigrated to the U.S., my father 30 years ago now so I think the grit and the work ethic has always been at my core because it's face it, I grew up in a former communist country and so yeah. you know it, you always had to work for everything you know, nothing was given to you and and so when I when I have the the privilege to have people like you on the podcast you know I always ask like you know, did you always like, did you, were you born and then you were like, Oh, one day I'm going to start a company. Uh, right. Or did you like, did your interest change or what led up to it? So let's talk a little bit about edgy and like, how did, how did that all come together? Did you, how did you guys meet? Oh, jeez, So we've known each other
1: <laughs> like 15, like a long time, a long time. We were both CEOs in Washington, DC. We joined a networking group where you learn and grow and and you know, develop yourself personal mm-hmm. development group. And uh, so that's where we, that's where we knew that's where we developed um, this relationship. And then we kind of did a bunch of projects together. Um I worked for Jill. Jill worked for me. We worked together, and um, she went off to build a you know billion dollar success story. Uh, I went and built a company and sold it. and then I had built um, or started building what is now edgy. And, um, I'm like, you know, we ought to just do this thing together. And so one conversation led to another and next thing you know, we're, we're, I don't know, Ivan, it's just,
0: yeah, yeah, it's,
1: it's it's wonderful. I'll tell
2: you, I'll tell you the really cool part about this though, is Mm -hmm. that we (laughs) trust each other implicitly. And I think that's one of those things in business that sometimes is lacking is, great trusting relationships and when you have that what you can accomplish is literally unbelievable. Um yeah, yeah it's you
0: amazing. Know, it's, it, it's yeah, so ironic a- that, that that you that you both said that trust because I'm a big proponent of likability, trust, and value. These are, in fact, the three core elements that I wholeheartedly believe in. Of course, the fourth one is persuasion because you've got to be a little bit persuasive because those three things alone are not going to get you over the hump. And this is something that I personally, from a personal brand standpoint, have conveyed out into the stratosphere. You know, I'm a very likable guy. I can be trusted and I share a lot of value. In fact, most most times people say, Ivan, you're giving away tens of thousands of dollars worth of value for free because it's who I am. But as a result, it helps me build these relationships and get access to people like you who come on this podcast. and. You know, I've had a a billionaire before on the podcast too, but it just goes to show how important likability, trust, and value is in Mm. business. Because I think now, especially with what's happening with COVID-19 and this being one of the most difficult times, there's two types of people. There's people who are fearing, and those are people who are just resilient and are continuing to do the things that they have always done because it's just who they are at their core with their DNA. You know, they're resilient, you know, they're risk takers, they're fearless and they won't stop at anything. Those are, by the way, the people that I admire the most, they won't stop at anything. Even if a tank is coming at them, they won't stop because they're just that resilient. And so it's interesting you talked about trust because in business you have to have trust. If people don't trust you, you know, and trust is consistency in part. That's a big thing for me is just that the way that I try to convey trust with people is by being consistent in everything that I do. And so it was interesting, very ironic, actually, that you both said that. So Edgy, let's talk a little bit about Edgy and what Edgy does. And, and, and you know, how are you guys changing, you know, the, the business world with Edgy? The cool
2: thing about, edgy is that we both of us have been CEOs at other companies right and we both have been successful at doing that and being a successful CEO means there are really good days and really hard days but you stick with the North Star and you do the right thing by your customers and your people And, you know, a lot of people listen to that and think, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. But it's not. It is how you can be successful. And so we brought that and thought, how could we bring our superpowers of creating these great entities to other CEOs who are by themselves and worry at night about how am I going to grow my business? How am I going to be successful? How is it all going to happen? And we would partner with them to help them grow sales and marketing. Right. And you know, it's been, for us, amazing. We've been able to work with dozens of companies and create literally billions of dollars of revenue for those companies. And talk, mm-hmm. talk about giving. You know, a big part of this is creating trust with those CEOs because they're giving us their most important important piece of their company, which is sales, right? right? So you better trust us. Um, And so it, it takes us sometimes showing our passion and showing what we're capable of before the goodness comes back to us. And we're totally willing to do that, which is like one of the best things about, you know, edgy and what we do. And I'll tell you, we have more fun and passionate people at our company. I mean, we've got about 20 ish people in the company Uh who help us and they get so in love with the products and the companies that we bring to market. It's just literally, we like, we're like warriors, you know, living and dying over being successful with them. So,
0: you know, um, One thing that you mentioned that I wanted to touch upon because again, it's so ironic is the North star that you talked about as you, as a CEO, you keep following that North star, right? Well, in in my, my first TV interview that I recently did uh, one thing that I was asked is uh, so I risked literally everything for a dream. Uh, I've seen my father who's a fellow entrepreneur build a business from the ground up with two hands and a brain basically and um they were asking me you know so what did it feel like risking or sacrificing everything and i said it was a horrible feeling because i think in part on the inside uh, i was wanting gratification you know because i think that's what most people in business especially entrepreneurs early early on especially look for is instant gratification right so like i do something Am I, how much money am I going to generate or how, how am I going to grow my business as opposed to just being, being focused and passionate about what you do? Because if you're really good at what you do, it's only a matter of time before it comes to fruition. Right. But the yeah. one thing you said is I've given away a lot of free information, a lot. And what I've seen happen is as a result is in the beginning it was like, okay, I'm doing all the social video and building my personal brand, but I'm not getting anything out of it like i'm barely getting people who are commenting and liking this and then last year when when so i was immediately like why am i wasting hours and hours and hours of putting in this time and sharing it on social media And mind you been doing this for 26 years now being in the digital space right and so but last year i got my first really really big contract and it was mainly because i it was because i was exposing uh, the transparency behind who I am, my character, my personality. And mind you, I'm a guy who's very unconventional. I curse a lot also. In fact, I'm surprised I haven't thrown an F-bomb what? around. <laughs> Literally, that's, that's what the Raj project in part is about. It's very, you know, it's raw. It's real because for so many years, I held everything back. And I spent a long time also in the agency environment, 13 years alone. And I saw how much people were holding back. And that wasn't me. it was just a fabricated version of what i wanted society to perceive me as and then when i peeled back as they say took off the gloves and it's like screw this i'm gonna be myself like things really just started taking off and so when you were talking about both of you being ceos in the past i think it just really solidifies the fact that just just being yourself you know just putting out value uh being passionate following the north star you know that that it exists when the rest of the world is telling you that it doesn't exist or it's there but you'll never reach it because 99 percent of society will tell you just that that you'll never reach the north star mind you as an eastern european i was always told to follow the yellow brick road go to school get a degree get a job this this and this well you know what i'd be like everyone else right now if that was the case I'd be like everyone else, still trying to chase a paycheck. And the reality of things is, most Americans can even sustain a $500 unexpected cost because yeah, 80% yeah. of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. So, why would I want to follow the yellow brick road when the yellow brick road would put me in that bubble of the 80%? So, it's interesting you mentioned some of these things. And that's why I'm elaborating upon this, is because. I think a lot of people are just swayed by what society, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, especially in the beginning are swayed into thinking that I need to do things traditionally, like everybody else been doing it. No, screw that. The reason why you're going to grow and, and be better and accomplish your dreams and goals is because you're doing the complete opposite of what everybody else is doing. And that's the reality of it. So, um, I know we didn't talk, you know, a lot about edgy, but you said you're a 20 person company, you know, let's talk a little bit more about, you know, what does edgy specifically do and, and how are you helping other companies? And let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So we, we say, we say uh, superpowers for CEOs. So we, we think that uh, mid-market CEOs, these are companies between, you know, 30 million and let's say 500 million, um, mm-hmm. where you're not a startup, and you're not a billion dollar, you know, publicly traded company, but you, that's a unique lane where you can get pinched from the bottom, you can get stepped on from the top. And so it requires, it requires um, a set of skills that, not, that, that aren't really being offered right now in, in mid market. And what that is, is, is an engagement that says, okay, you think you need help with this thing, likely yeah. looks like more leads, more sales, better marketing, What you really need help in is in like fixing this, this, you know, this whole thing, uh, which might include messaging and, and, you know, interdepartmental, uh, structure leadership. And so we, we have a unique process whereby we go in and, and we make these radical shifts and clients end up, you know, blown away by not just the results, the monetary results, but the, um, but the growth of their team members and, you know, their ability to achieve success that, you know, they've just been stuck at, they've been stuck for like the last few years and then we just help them kind of navigate around it. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not easy because it requires a huge investment emotionally uh, for, for us and financially from them. But if you can match that up, their desire with a work ethic and a bit of coachability, there's almost endless possibility.
0: So one of the reasons that I asked you to elaborate upon who you specifically work with is because um, I'm a big proponent of mind, body, and soul and those three things really being in tune. Uh, Now what you talked about is, you know, you work with CEOs, mid, mid market companies, so 30 million above in gross revenue, right? Now, what the higher you get up in, in business, the more intricate it becomes to have a very strong mindset not only that, but any successful CEO out there is, why do they exercise? Why do they eat right? Why they're spiritually and from a face standpoint in tune? It's because it has a huge correlation and benefit to how you operate as a human being. And that was actually something that, you know, for me personally, six years ago, when I started cycling, and to this day, I still have no idea why I even started cycling, but it's probably one of the best things that I've done. And, you know, Over the years, I realized that it wasn't about fitness. I mean, the fitness portion of it was great, but it was about mind therapy. It was about clarity. It was about, you know, just really having the mind shift of realizing how much more potential I have as a human being that I've been so limited. i have probably been operating at like 3% capacity when in reality, I still have 97%, you know, to to catch up on. So I've really only been tapping into, you know, 3% of my true potential. And so when you were talking about some of these things of how you work with different CEOs, it just really solidified the fact of the importance behind mindset, body, soul, like having all these three things in tune to become the best version of yourself. And if you've got those three things, if you're thinking right, if your body is in the right, uh, right state, you know, physically, and then your soul is at peace you can literally conquer some amazing things. You can build companies. And I've seen just about every single successful person you know, that I have had the opportunity to, to interview achieve those things because they had those three things. Not to mention is that, you know, the average CEO reads about 60 books a year. And here's me, I'm reading zero books. So guess what? Like, Ivan, you probably need to start reading some books. It's not because you hate reading. It's just, you gotta find the time right? So like there's these constants and these patterns that successful people embrace. And I think that's probably a lot of what you teach. A lot of these mid-market CEOs is really how to open up their brains and how to open up their true potential and understand that this isn't just about money. I mean, I look like, you know, the, the late Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or uh, Bill Gates even now, like some of the most prominent, Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, some of the most prominent individuals in the world. And I'm like, well, their mind is right. Their body's right. Their soul is right. And there's a reason they're doing these three things. And if these three things are beneficial to them, they can be beneficial to me. So I think that's really cool that, you know, you're really working with CEOs kind of, you know, unlock their untapped potential because that's really what it comes down to. Right. Yeah, it's, you know,
2: what's interesting about kind of what you said, too, is that um, if you think about a sports analogy, right, you would never go and be an Olympic swimmer without a coach, right? You just wouldn't do it. You wouldn't be as successful as you could be if you didn't have a coach. And it's one of the reasons that, since that we um, have been together, is that we always have a coach. Um, and so I think the key, the key for us is coaching and guiding these CEOs from a humble place of if we were in your shoes, if it was our people and our budget and our money and our time. Sure. What would we spend time doing, thinking, caring about? Um, And you're right, by the way, successful people, it's mind, body, and soul is a big piece of this. Um, And we even in our company, you know, for example, in COVID-19, we get together every single day now. We have a call Mm -hmm. every single day because we miss each other. We miss the contact right? And so we have time where we laugh and joke and tease and all the things that we would do if we saw each other. Yeah, um, We just make time for that in the day, because it's so the connection part of COVID-19 has been a big challenge. And I just think, you know, being able to continue that is important. So yeah, it's all about mind, body and soul. By the way, yeah. little professional tip, the yep. way you get the books in is audiobooks, and you yeah. do it while you're working out. So you listen to an audiobook while you're on the bike, or you're running, right. or you're on a walk. That's how you like get it in. <laughs>
0: so, no that's, tip there. That's an excellent tip. Uh, You know, and and it's interesting you said that because you know uh, I'm a guy who I love listening to music when I'm working out. And speaking of COVID nineteen, is you know going from three days per week at the gym to like how am I going to get creative with workouts at home? I mean, yes, I do cycle about once per week, and now especially with the weather here in the Midwest, you know, getting a little bit warmer, it's becoming you know a lot easier to get that in, as, as opposed to during during the winter months, right? But What I also noticed, it's interesting you said that, is because um, I started reading Think and Grow Rich uh, and actually got it on uh, Amazon Kindle. And I realized, you know what? It's not, so I'm not a traditional reader where like I'd open a book. Like I just, I could never, I would start a book and then I wouldn't finish it. And I realized that like there was something about, maybe because I've been so digital centric for 26 years, like I've literally lived on my phone you know, more or less since, you know, the iPhone's been around or a smartphone's been around that I've had to reinvent the way that I consume information, which I already consume it digitally. I express it digitally through blogs and this podcast and everything else. And to start consuming knowledge via audiobooks and, you know, downloading them on my phone, because that's, that's my environment, bringing it to my environment. But what you just said about that, I think is important to notate is is just that Uh, You know, with with people who don't read or struggle with reading, is that you just have to bring that to your environment to make it more natural, to where it feels like you can consume it a lot easier. Because me opening up a traditional book and reading it, it's probably not gonna happen. But reading it on my phone, I will. I'll be more likely to do it because I already spent a ridiculous amount of hours on my phone every single day between social media and email and phone calls and whatnot. So. But that's very important. The most important is extracting that knowledge from that and getting that perspective, Um, you know, is really important because in the fact that you solidified mind, body and soul, which, by the way, that was a YouTube video that I shot like almost two years ago while I was on my bike. Just holding the phone and it just came to my mind. I was like, mind, body, soul, mind, body, soul. I was like, Ivan, this is really important. Like, you've been hearing this everywhere, but like, you really need to become a practitioner of this. And mind you, it's not that I am not a practitioner, it's that I was unwilling to do it. And that's what most people don't understand is that there's a difference between unwilling to do it, or or, I'm sorry, uh, not being able to do it and won't doing it not doing it. There's a drastic difference because it's everyone can do this. It's just bringing yourself to doing it like mind, body, soul, getting all those three things intact. So it's really interesting that you mentioned, you know, what edgy does and how you work with these CEOs, because it goes to show that it's not just, like someone like me, like the underdog or the average entrepreneur, it's like these CEOs that are making six figures and more, even millions of dollars per year that struggle with the mindset, the body and the soul aspect, and just having the right perspective, which is what you bring to the table. So in essence, they're just like us. They're no different. It's just, they're, they're struggling from a perspective standpoint From a from a mindset standpoint, from getting their body in tune, from getting their soul at peace, to be able to grow to the next level. So, uh, you know, this conversation can literally go endlessly. I really enjoy these kinds of conversations, especially you know, from both of you who you've been in the game for quite some time. You know, you you've seen all kinds of different shit. You know, you've done all kinds of things and. But the biggest thing you mentioned towards the end with COVID 19 Joe, was the connectivity with your team and the importance of that because i'm a firm believer that business is about helping people because people buy you they don't buy your company they, they buy who you are your personality and character so as ceos of a company of 20 plus individuals you know, it shows a lot about your grit and connectivity with your employees. That's really important because honestly, I've worked with some people who don't even give two shits about the employees. They don't even spend an hour a week just to hop on a conference call. They're like, Hey, what's going on? What well, you've been working on this week. You know, let's not talk about business and work, but what's happening in your life. You know, how are the kids, you know, like how, how are you doing right now? You know, do you need help with anything? And this is in in part, you know, with my business that I've really focused on human marketing and human businesses, because I've realized that that's such a a void, I think, in business and marketing that everybody's talking about it, but maybe only 1% of people are actually doing it. And so I want to thank both of you, you know, for coming on. And before we jump off, you know, can you throw out some links and social handles? How can people connect with you out there? So I think
1: if you're going to connect, you have to connect with Jill because uh, I'm on LinkedIn, <laughs> but that's the only place you'll find me these days. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, just hit you know Dan Waltschmidt, do the googly thing, you uh, and you know you'll find me and on places. Awesome. You
2: can find Edgy is uh, at Edgy.bz. So Edgy.bz is the company, and okay. then I'm on LinkedIn, Jill Stelfox and I'm on Twitter, Jill Stellfox, as well. And so you can DM me on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram and that's where you'll find the pictures of me with liquor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I, I, we need to have a, a side chat about that. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, Dan, Jill, this was an absolute pleasure. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you both uh, for jumping on here.